Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Henry Ward, and I'm joined here with market analyst Simon Peters, who uh, looks after the diamond and platinum clients for eToro and is our spokesperson for crypto. How are you today, Simon? Yeah, good. Thanks, Henry. Good to be back. It's been a while, a few months since I was last on. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while, all right. Yeah, we uh, we like getting you back for for all things related to crypto. Now, the podcast follows a really simple format. We talk about the top three financial stories in the news, and I suppose the biggest story over the last two months is crypto. And the three that we're going to look at is Bitcoin, XRP, and Cardano. But how how has the week for you been so far? Been busy, as you mentioned. Um, a lot of focus on crypto at the moment. Alts at the moment, in particular, Ethereum. XRP, Cardano, but also uh, we've seen some fantastic gains in Bitcoin in recent weeks as well, and we're not too far off the all-time high, which is good to see. You mentioned their alts. What is an alt? Because not a lot of our a lot of our listeners won't won't have heard that term before, because we don't we don't massively go into crypto. But so alt just means alternative coin other than Bitcoin. Simple as that. So if it's not Bitcoin, then it's technically considered an alt coin. Ah, so it's literally as simple as that then. That's it. <laughs> Simple as that. There's, a of, there's a lot of terms to get thrown around in, in, in the crypto market, especially, or the crypto industry, especially. And uh, yeah, some some are not that complicated to understand, to be fair. But that's that's one. A, a, lot, a lot of people think it's just terms there just to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is too fair in some ways, yeah. Uh, so the, the first topic we're going to go through is Bitcoin. Now, what can we actually say about Bitcoin? It's already hit the, the 19,000 mark um, over the weekends, and uh, we, we probably think it's going to hit the, the 20,000 mark. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you had said to me a few months ago, that would be looking at... Um, the all-time high before Christmas, I would have to some degree laughed, <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's, it's been positive to see. And I think there's been a lot of factors that have um, contributed to this this price increase that we have seen. Um, and yeah, we're not we're not too far off the all-time high now. Only maybe five or six percent to go, and then we'll be there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're at we're at nineteen thousand today as well. So it actually it actually dropped down to the to the seventeen and a half mark, which was a level I wanted to come back to, and it done it in the middle of the night, and then it went back up to nineteen thousand. So it was a little bit a little bit annoyed. But I, I, I'm someone who's a technical trader, and our, our, our listeners will will know that. And I, I know you um, are a little bit of a technical trader as well. But you, with with the likes of crypto, you also have to put in some sort of fundamentals as well when you're when you're trading and. And that sometimes is hard to understand. But we have a huge technical level at, at 20,000. And for me, that, that, that is going to be huge. Now, if we look at the, the likes of the run that we've had in over the last 12 months, it's gone from, it's gone from 3K now up to 19,000. And we are now literally at that level, more or less. Do you expect the same thing to happen as happened in 2017, where we've had a massive sell-off now, where you have institutional traders now will have will set shorts up at the 20,000? Or do you expect this to break? And if, if you do, why, why do you think it's different now compared to back then? Yeah, I think we're in a different period of time at the moment compared to where we were, say, in 2017, where it's more retail-driven. This time around, it's slightly more, well, there is more institutional investment involved, which changes the whole dynamic of the market, in my opinion. I think in the short term, if we do see 20K, 
even even the levels we're at at the moment, I think we we are actually are starting to see um, some of that liquidity flow into into altcoins because um, those that have been holding Bitcoin perhaps uh, from the lows of March or even even from the uh, the last bull market in in 2017 are probably now in um, in in profit and or in worst case break even. So they may be looking to move some of this um, liquidity well, well, from Bitcoin if, into, if, into alts. Well, if the market is at 19,000 and you've been holding on for two years and you're not in profit at the present moment, there is something wrong with your judgment. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's out for debate, I suppose. But yeah, if you look at the, if you look at the um, the number of addresses that are currently in in profit, you know, it's, it's well over 95, 96%. So most Bitcoin holders are in profit. And given how low some of these alts have got against Bitcoin, could look to be moving some of that liquidity, like I mentioned, to alts to take advantage of these low prices. So I think yeah, in the, in the short term, you could see a bit of a rally in alts, but. Long term, I still feel the fundamentals are very strong for Bitcoin in the crypto space, as well as the uh, traditional markets as well. COVID-19 and vaccines and stimulus, things like that. So that was a, that was a very politician answer. So I'll, I'll ask the question a little more directly again. So we have a level at 20,000. Do you expect it to drop at the 20,000 and go the whole way back down to three like it did in 2017? No, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll see that far. That's, um, that's, that's pretty drastic, to be fair. Um, if, we, if we do see a sell-off at 20K, yeah, it could happen, given that it's the all-time high. And no doubt we could see some sell-offs being placed there. Yeah, we could see a bit of a pullback, but I think long term we'll we'll punch through that twenty k level and um, put in a new all time high. And if it if it breaks that level, and now as a technical trader, I'd always look for a retest back to that twenty thousand level. If it broke and then retest that level, would that be would that be a decent place to potentially get back into this? Yeah, something that I'm I'm, I'm looking for as to whether it will happen or not is a, a different story altogether. But um, if we do see a pullback to the level, I suppose you can't just take it as the you know, the level alone that's going to hold, and we see a price uh, the price bounce off. You have to use other technical indicators to, to make that assessment and look at momentum indicators like stochastics or RSI to name a few to help you with your um, decision whether you want to buy or, or not. So, someone who is the resident trader and with uh, with the likes of crypto, what what other indicators can you use when you're with crypto? Because I I, I understand that you have the likes of triangles and, and wedge patterns so like that that work quite well. Um, also, it's a lot of your horizontal support and resistance. But is there anything else that our listeners should be using, or any fundamentals that they should be going to when they're when they're looking into the likes of these? Because a lot of this is down to supply and demand. How can you how can you measure supply and demand? Yeah, absolutely. So with, I suppose one of the advantages with crypto is that you can see all of the on-chain data. So some of the metrics that I look at is the um, the, the amount of Bitcoin being held in reserve on exchange wallets, because if that is either increasing or decreasing, then that can signal potential turns in the market. So what I mean by that is if amount of crypto, or in this case, Bitcoin is being held in reserves is decreasing, therefore there's less in, in circulation, right? Because it suggests that investors are moving their Bitcoin to their own storage, hodling, right? So if there's less in circulation and there's a equal or a higher demand, then theoretically the price should increase with it. If it's the other way around and we see more Bitcoin being held in exchanges, then that could signal at any moment in time that we could see um, a sell happen because you know the, the crypto is on the exchange ready to go, ready to be sold effectively. So looking at metrics like that also help to identify entry and exit points as well. And, and what, is that something that only seasoned traders can find or is that uh, how would members of the public find and that? There's, there's, there's various sites out there. I'm sure if you went onto Google and then you know, type in Bitcoin on-chain metrics, you'll find a, a site where you can get a free subscription to. There's others, of course, that provide a, a more professional service, shall we say, that, that yeah. occur a uh, subscription fee, but each to their own. I think uh, you know, some, of the, some of the free services are more than, more than good enough. 
Okay, cool. That brings us nicely on to topic two, which is XRP. Now, it's three months since we last had XRP on the on the podcast. It's it, since the podcast is up seventy five percent, and it's been a little bit overshadowed by Bitcoin. Now, but over the last week, we've seen a, a pretty big surge in people trading on a platform. So, why is this? Yes, yeah, so as, as I mentioned, um, you know, Bitcoin's been on such a fantastic run, not too far off the all-time high, but um, a lot of that liquidity is being moved into alts now, given how low alts got or are still against um, against Bitcoin. To, to, to give you an idea, you know, the, the, the Bitcoin dominance over the total market cap went from, I think it's 57, 58% up to over 65 in that Bitcoin rally. But now we're starting to see the um, dominance fall again, suggesting that there is a, a movement to alts and perhaps the start of a new alts cycle. Similar to what we saw in 2017, to be fair, where we saw the you know the, the bull run of Bitcoin and then things start to unwind and then alts like Ethereum and most notably XRP, and we saw push to all-time highs. So XRP is the is one of the biggest crypto assets out there. So it's fourth biggest by market cap behind Bitcoin. Now, just like you say, as we've seen, Bitcoin is five percent away from its all time high, but XRP is six hundred percent away from the record high. Would you would you class this as a as a better investment at the present moment to, to Bitcoin because the risk to reward is there? Yeah, I mean, there's other factors that will determine if it's a better investment or not. But if you look at it purely from that point of view, in terms of potential, you know, Bitcoin's you know, in terms of, you know, if you look at the, the all-time highs where they have been at historically and where they are now, yeah, Bitcoin's 5% off the all-time high, whereas XRP, 600%. So you would say there's greater potential for price increase, shall we say, or more more room for a price increase with XRP. However, you know, there's other there's other factors to consider here, but it's it's still nevertheless very impressive the run that we have seen. You know, 65, 70 percent up last week, so far this week I think we're up about 50 percent, so nearly in you know in a couple of weeks, 145 percent, which is very impressive, and you know, we could see more to follow. If you were able to do a hundred, if you were able to do 150 percent uh, a week every week, you'd be doing all right, wouldn't you? Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be too bad at all. What's the downside of jumping into a crypto asset at the present moment? Because as we know, it is we have Bitcoin at, at an all-time high, and we, we're we're sort of the, the Bitcoin of the world is like the dollar the dollar index for the US dollar. It, it generally drives and lets us know what the rest of the crypto assets are doing. Okay, if you, if you're a, if you're a, a seasoned trader, you sort of you sort of know that. Now we have crypto, we have Bitcoin that is at a almost at this this record high, whereas we've seen the likes of XRP is 600% away from its all-time high. Now, if we jump into the likes of XRP now, and we have Bitcoin that hits its head and then starts to drop like a stone, what's the what's the downside for being in the likes of these altcoins or um, if that happens? The thing is, with, with crypto, things can change very quickly. And I suppose it also depends on your, you know, as, a, as an individual investor, what your timescale is. You know, are you, you know, one, two years or even shorter than that? Or are you longer term, you know, five, 10 years? Um, that will perhaps dictate your, your trading strategy or your investment strategy, you know, looking for peaks and troughs or whether you'll be buying and holding. Simple as that. So I suppose that the dangers at the moment with Bitcoin, if you are a um, a trader, you know, given the run that we have seen, a vast amount of addresses are in profit, and we could see some some profit taking happen. So if you were to jump in now, then you could be left on the wrong side, buying at the, at the peak essentially, and then we see a pullback. But if your if your time scale is is long term, then to be honest, maybe uh, although it sounds like a lot, you know, a thousand dollars difference here and there. It's, it may not matter too much in the long term, if that makes sense. Um, same with vaults as well. You know, if, if you're perhaps looking to, to to jump in now, at, if if we are indeed at the height of this um, 
this old cycle, then yeah, we could see a pullback and it may be some time to alt get back up to the levels you bought in at, like we have seen in, in 2017, when you know, a lot of people bought in at the top and have waited near enough three years and still are waiting, to be fair, to, to get back to the uh, the levels they bought in at. So it also depends on your, on your yeah, like I said, your, your strategy and how long you're, you're willing to hold for as to whether you should buy and sell, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So topic three is Cardano. So Cardano uh, with a ticker ADA makes its debut on the podcast. Now, if we look at the at the other altcoins, um, I've now learned a new a new a new word today, altcoins. Um, if we look at the at the at the altcoins, Cardano wouldn't be one of these the sexy ones. We would it's not one of the top ones. We'd expect the likes of Ethereum, the XRP, the likes of Litecoin. They'd be the ones that'll be traded a little bit more. But why has Cardano or ADA come up on our radar over the last week or month? Yeah, so for, for those that are familiar with Ethereum, Cardano is a, a similar network. It's a proof-of-stake blockchain allowing for building of decentralized applications and, and smart contracts. What they have introduced this year is an upgrade called Shelly, which allows for staking. So those that stake Cardano can in turn receive staking rewards going forward. And that's perhaps one of the reasons why we've seen such a, a significant price increase this year. Perfect, yeah. So we talk about staking. Staking is something that, for me, I know absolutely nothing about staking. You give me a chart and I can read it. I can tell you where it's going. So what what is what is staking? How how do we how do you explain that in a simple way to our to our listeners? Yeah, so in a simple format, a simple way, um, it, you stake a certain amount of crypto, that particular token. It's in this case with Cardano, the token being ADA, ADA. So you, you stake ADA, um, you either become a um, staking pool yourself or you delegate your votes to a staking pool. And in return, what you're doing is by locking up your tokens, providing more security to the network, essentially, because the idea is with staking is that it's less likely to cause or have negative bad actors in, in the ecosystem because there's a financial impact, right? No, you wouldn't adversely affect the network because you'd be at detriment to yourself because you have stake in it. If, if that's, that's, that's the idea behind it. Um, it also adds to a greater degree of decentralization because it lowers the barriers to entry. So effectively more participants can uh, can be involved. Whereas say in a proof of work blockchain like Bitcoin, it's it's dominated by miners that have specialized equipment, very expensive equipment, and it makes you know the, the barriers to entry for the everyday individual much higher in that respect. So that's the idea behind staking. It's a, it's a different different initiative, shall we say, um, one that hopes to create more security, but also lower the barriers to entry and also be more energy efficient as well, because you don't need huge miners and, and vast amounts of computing power to run it. I'm delighted I asked that question because that was as clear as mud. <laughs> you you uh, you say miners. Why not? I, I I'm sort of giggling here as as you're saying miners because when someone says miners to me, I think of someone going into a hole in the ground. Yeah, we're, we're spade in the hard hat. <laughs> yeah, digging. <laughs> so mining with a computer is 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 something that is is sort of completely different to me, but. Cardano was launched in 2017 by Charles Hopkinson, one of the the co-founders of Ethereum. And this is known as a third generation cryptocurrency. Now, this is given the opportunity to see where older competitors have struggled and improve its own assets and results. But is this enough for a bright future for Cardano or does it need something else? No, I think Cardano have taken a, a different approach to, say, the likes of Ethereum. Um, it's very much built with science and research in mind, whereas you know, Ethereum was well, really just to, to get it out there and get it running. But it is starting to catch up with the Ethereum team in terms of uh, issues around scalability and transaction gas fees in, in particular, whereas Cardano, because they've gone for a different approach, you know, 
done all the science, done all the research, are able to build it in a very um, systematic way. And we, we've seen the, the upgrades in the summer to Shelley, which allows for greater decentralization. And now we're moving into the next phase, Gogan, which will allow for the running of um, smart contracts and decentralized applications. So this is all happening as well, whilst Ethereum is transitioning to its own new version, 2.0 Serenity. And depending on developments in each or if there's you know, delays in, in, in either, then we could see the market share of decentralized finance move between one or the other. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens over the, the next couple of years with these two platforms in particular to see which ends up being the dominant platform or dominant network for the, um, the running of decentralized applications and smart contracts. So Cardano is a dual layer architecture has been built to allow DApps and smart contracts to run on its CCL. Now, this means that the success of Cardona isn't just dependent on the demand of ADA. It also is affected by the demand of other cryptos built on the ledger. And um, what does this mean to investors? As I sort of mentioned there, so with, with Cardano moving to the next phase of allowing to, to build decentralized applications and smart contracts, um, at the moment, most, most of it is being built on Ethereum. However, there are issues around scalability and, as I mentioned, the, um, the rising transactions fees, especially when the um, current proof of work blockchain gets clogged with transactions, pending transactions that can, that can force gas prices up, which we have seen when the, when the system's bottlenecked. That's why they're transitioning to proof of stake. However, that's going to take some time. And in that time, Cardano is making their own strides with developing their network. And we've, we've seen, as I mentioned, with um, Shelly adding decentralization to Cardano. Now we're moving to the next phase. I think it'll be early next year as well, 2021, where we, we hopefully will see the launch of the next phase, Gogan, which will allow for building of decentralized applications and smart contracts. So we, we could see a, a bit of a tussle for that market share shall we say, um, if there's problems on, the, on Ethereum, but Cardano is able to scale effectively, then we could see projects being migrated from Ethereum to Cardano for these reasons. I think the Cardano team as well, also developing tools that allow for the programmers to write applications in, in any programming language, including Solidity, which is the um, programming language used on Ethereum. So they'll be able to easily um, transition projects across shall we say so they're doing some interesting things to potentially take away some of the market share from ethereum but a lot i think will depend on ethereum going forward as well as to the success of cardano if, if ethereum fails to a degree then cardano may benefit and obtain some more of that market share so you'd expect it to be the big winner if, if it doesn't if it doesn't come to fruition we may see projects being built on both, but at the moment, Ethereum is the, is the leader. But as I mentioned, if, if they do run into problems with their own upgrade, then we may see a transition across to, to the Cardano network. Hmm. Now, with the above mentioned cryptos, we've seen a huge growth over the last month or two. Now, is it too late to get in as an investor or do we now have to just get in as day traders into this little market um, or have we missed the boat? A good question. I think it comes down to your objective, you know, your, your short term, long term, if well, given the current rally that we're on at the moment, if you're, you know, day trader, short-term profits, of course, you can you can can short as well. So you may feel, given the um, the rallies that we have seen in, in some of these alts as well as Bitcoin, there may be an opportunity to to short the market, and you can speculate on a price fall. If you're longer term, then you know you, you may just feel you you want to keep things simple and dollar cost average. So as the price is is doing its thing, moving up and down, just buying a set amount each month or each week, and just scaling in that way for the long term. Perfect. Thank you very much. Well, it's been uh, a great podcast and thank you for everyone for, for listening. Um, like always, um, Simon, is there anything that you people should be watching for the next week to, to, to happen? Yeah, we'll, we'll, there's, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the crypto markets right now. So we'll look to see if we do reach the, um, the all-time high on Bitcoin. Um, we'll look to see what happens with the major cap alts like Ethereum, XRP, Cardano, but also some of the um, smaller niche tokens 
especially those that are um, in a DeFi space, we could see some exceptional gains there. So uh, we could see a, a filter of, uh, or a trickling down of liquidity from Bitcoin to major alts down to these lower cap alts. And we could see some, some significant movements there as well. So yeah, we'll have to keep eyes peeled for that one. Thanks, Simon. Anyone who wants to learn how to trade, whether it's um, our crypto course, whether it's our FX or stock courses, just type into Google eToro Trading School or go on to Henry Francis Ward on the trading platform or just reach out on the likes of Instagram, henryward.fx. And so I will point you in the right direction to our free courses. But look, thank you very much, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. And thank you very much, Simon, for coming and helping us out with, uh, with the crypto. No problem. See you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.